Uh, you learned how to cook from your mother. She learned how to cook from her mother. Uh, your grandmother learned how to cook from her mother. Okay, now you're a cook. Your great great grandmother was a terrible cook. So what does that make you? Yeah. <laughs>
And, and even to this day, I still say from a biased point of view, seventh grade is the time you want to start. And it's becoming even more important as years go on. Kids are starting earlier and earlier. And I'm very thankful for, you know, the foundation that my dad gave me. Well, the foundation he gave you is something, Stephen, I talk a lot about is genetics. Oh, you yeah. can't beat genetics. Yes. You know, you can't, you can't, it's hard to make up for genetics. I do agree with Tim Tebow. It says, you know, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. But it's hard to beat genetics when somebody may be blessed a little more than you are, right? So it 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 is. So I I love it because I know Steve worked with a lot of powerlifters, and uh, it's you know there again I know one thing that Steve and I've done because I've seen people come in, we size things up, and that's a gift you have too, right? You look at the flesh before (laughs) you know anything else works itself out, right? You know, if you're a coach, you look at the body and you're like, oh my gosh. You know? I've never made a great, great athlete with a small backside. <laughs> <laughs> That's a loose yeah, I didn't come no, with that. No, but it's so true, right? It is. Yes. It is. No, I think one of the cool things, like you were saying in, in, the, uh, one of the, in the previous episodes, muscles matter because it mattered for your spiritual walk. I mean, could you, without that muscle and God put that on your heart, Tell us, tell the audience about that spiritual walk, how you had to take that leap and go from uh, a solid career into uh, training. Yeah, so like we were saying on the previous episode, um, you know, that passion for developing the body, but also, you know, finding an outlet for athletic aspirations uh, ended up proving very, very fruitful, coupled with what I had learned becoming a teacher and understanding kids and all that kind of stuff. Good coaching is just good teaching, yes. right? And I think that anyone would agree, being able to disseminate high levels of you know knowledge at a very elementary level, basically being able to write those things on a napkin and give it to the waitress and teach her how to develop her biceps, <laughs> right? Well, for me, it's the hamstrings, getting kids faster and things like that. Um, you guys still probably go places and they go, hey, could you like me to work out? Right, Husty? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you too. 100%. I, I don't get that much anymore. 100%. But I, I'm sure you guys do all the time. It's like, yeah, I'm going to put the basics down. <laughs> you, know, you can get any fitness magazine. <laughs> yeah, well, that's actually what I turn to. When people ask me for a workout, I'm like, go pick up a magazine. Yes. If you want real training, yeah. come to me. You know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, um, it, it, again, going back to opportunity, right? it opened up doors for me even career-wise that I would not have had otherwise. Now I'm doing it. I think I genuinely think I have the best career in the world. Working with kids and making a difference. You know, and I think as as Steve gets a chance to work with young ones because he has a young guy that um, I'm kind of close to now that that will come back and tell me, man, thank you for introducing me to Steve because he's making an impact and difference. And I see that with your kids, because I've said on a previous episodes that I come on a Tuesday morning because I have a Bible study next to your gym, and I can see, you know, a, a, a gym full of 14, 15, 16, 17, 18-year-olds that are up there before the suns come up. Mm-hmm. Now, I've, got, I've had teenagers. They're both in their, um, one's 27, one's 24. Now, to get kids out of their beds before the sun comes <laughs> up, there's got to be a motivating factor factor and i think your gym presents that you know mm. i know one thing that steve's gym over uh, nos power uh, always presents is um impeccable technique which leads to lifting more weight 
mm-hmm. you know, where I think yours is a little different because you're adding muscle to these kids, but you're going for the whole body to produce a better human being athlete. Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, and I see that with the kids. I see them out there. And, and there again, if you've been through the muscle grind, <laughs> it is a grind. His gym's called Grind House. Yeah. So you know the product you're getting before you get there. When you look at NOS Power, you're going to get power, but it's going to cost, right? How good does it feel when you see those kids get up at 5 in the morning and get there? I mean, I'm thinking about that. I'm trying to put myself back in that position to be that young. <laughs> And get up to actually, I mean, that's got to, I mean, you, those yeah. are the, I mean, let's be honest, those are the kids you look and go, yeah. They get it. Yeah. They get it. Yeah. I know. Yeah, no, it, it's super, um, it makes me feel so good. And then you try to talk to one of them at 5.30 a.m. and you're like, oh man, I need to give this kid another 30 minutes, you know. <laughs> let's get you warmed up first. Uh, but, because I'm kind of crabby at 5.30 a.m. But anyways. Um, it, Especially when their parents kick them out of the car. Yeah, right. 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 It's Bye. awesome. It's aw- well, one of, the, one of the awesome things about our facility and something we take a lot of pride in. Uh, Steve, we, we run a conjugate system. We are retesting on things on a weekly and daily basis. And so there's so many opportunities for our kids to make progress and see the fruits of their labor. Yeah. I think that's a, a, a highly, highly motivating um, aspect of our facility. We don't handhold, we let them go out and do it. They're athletes, we go out and let them do athletic things, whether it's hitting a jump PR, sprint PR, lifting more weight, whatever the case may be. If, this, if before school is the only time, the only opportunity they have to get it in, they are chasing that carrot with everything they got. So it's almost like a small price to pay for a lot of these kids to make the progress they want, then go be fresh for practice after school and things. So it's um, it's it's part of the culture is making progress, and our kids are just chomping at the bit to do things they've never well, done see, before. Steve asked me this because you work with a lot of uh, peop- uh, adults that are have, have a, a developed strength, and they're trying to you know, either tighten it up technique-wise and you're squeezing it out of them, and you're working with young kids that are performing in sports later in the afternoon and may not have the time to come back, Correct. or they have to come back after their practice. Is there a difference there, Steve, that you, you see? No, I, I, but I, I will say the biggest difference is an adult. As an adult, you have your life. When you make this move, you have it laid out. Children don't understand how to lay their lives out. So he... he Getting the opportunity to to mold, almost giving giving them um, 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 discipline. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I mean I think that, that's Steve. I think that is awesome. Just because he he's getting to mold the next generation, not not try to reshape somebody. When you get an adult, you're reshaping an adult that's already come in a shape. He's taking raw clay and he's molding. I mean that's that's. You're going to be something that's going to be in their life and in their mind forever. Yeah, I think it, that is I awesome. That. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and and what's cool is your your training would benefit from early years from Grindhouse. There's nothing like getting an athlete because yeah. they understand. Yeah. They understand. You don't have to teach mindset, and I think that's what you know we were talking about. Well, sometimes we do. <laughs> we. Our our core uh, values at Grindhouse, this is actually, we don't take on every athlete with a heartbeat and a credit card. We kick kids out all the time. Last week, I had to turn turn away two athletes in their consultations because it wasn't a good fit. And what makes a, what, uh, yeah. what makes a not a good fit? If I feel like they will bring in direct assault on our core values. 
they're they're our, our compass. They they guide us where they want to, where we want to be. Those three principles are the only three things that any of us and or these kids have control over in life. So I take them very seriously. The first one's attitude. It's not yeah. having a smile on their face because we all know. I mean, I we've made a lot of great things happen with pissed off kids. You know what I mean? And and so that's not it. It's really having a growth mindset. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that that video, mm -hmm. the meme or whatever online circulating the internet of Steph Curry. Um, I think they had just lost a game in the finals, and one of his teammates, Draymond Green, someone was walking by with their with their head down, and he comes up behind him and literally puts his hand on his chin and lifts his head up. You know, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. We have a growth mindset. We're here to get better. Business hat is on every day. Number two, we demand amazing effort. That does not always come, uh, you know, with the territory. Sometimes we do have to instill that part, right? Um, so demanding uh, high levels of effort and intensity on a day-in, 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 day-out basis is half the equation for the results we're looking for. The third thing is consistency. And that is being the same person every single day, but also showing up when they say they're going to show up. If they do those three things, they're going to achieve amazing feats of athleticism in our facility. But if I get a red flag in that consultation that they can't deliver on one of those three things, I'd rather not waste my time. How many of the parents do you have to argue with? Not many. And I'll tell you why. Okay. We, I was put in a very um, unique um, uh, situation opening, the opening my facility where I was still teaching. And the teaching at, uh, at a local high school put food on my table for my family. So I didn't rely upon the gym to produce a paycheck. And what that allowed me to do was, well, I mean, I was, like I said, I was burning a candle at both ends. So I didn't want to hang out with kids that you know, didn't deliver on those three items. So I, I just candidly started kicking kids out. So and you set a precedent. Time, absolutely. Over time, only the kids I wanted remained and they brought their friends that were like them. And they so warned them probably too. What's that? They probably warned them. 100%. Yeah. Oh, we're so black and white, just like our coach came over gym. It, it is so in our blood that like, you know, the standard is a standard and you can, you can get with or get out. And there are, I don't know any other gyms like that. And so ultimately what ended up happening was that compounded over months and years to where now, man, it is very rare that we get a, a bad seed kind of family, uh, parents we have to contend with, things like that. Because again, we attract high level, high quality families that understand the assignment and understand what they're coming to us for. So the expectations are clear both ways when they're starting. No one's mad. <laughs> you know what I mean? We expect that, yes. yeah. Yeah. You know what I love about the, you? Because I never considered my, my daughter played um, uh, college tennis and um, she chose a high level school. And I never thought I was a helicopter parent until 10 <laughs> days after her junior year when I got a coach call from a coach um, in uh, Rhode Island and he said, Mr. Touchstone, I've been waiting three years to tell you this. I'm not recruiting you. I only want to talk to Taylor. Wow. And I go, well, can you? He goes, yes. And, he, go, and I, he goes, you better get ready for these phone calls because I was that helicopter parent and I didn't realize it. I had no idea. The coaches knew it. And they, wanted, they were waiting to get past me to get the real conversations wow. with my parents. So I, I, I realized it and I didn't consider myself that way. So I, I kind of felt like, oh wow. You don't have a choice because you have bred a championship through yourself. Right. And so you're watching and you're not hovering. I, I, I 
I'll take an example. I went to watch my nephew, and I tried to stay so far back in his practice, and I just kept feeling myself inching forward <laughs> and forward because now I'm watching his footwork. I'm watching the way he's arching. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, I'm feeling myself, and I'm it's like almost I want to sit on my hands because you are like, okay, I see. That's my daughter. That's my prize. Mm-hmm. I know what it takes to breed a champion. So. You don't have a choice. Well, it, it, it's one of those things that I can feel for, it, but I like what you do because it did put me in my place. And I love what the rule stated because he says, now, Mr. Touchstone, you can give me her phone number or hand the phone to her. And I asked Taylor, oh. I go, hey, Coach Springs is on the phone. You want the phone or you want to call him? She goes, well, I got his number. I'll call him. And I was like, <laughs> so I hung up. She ran in her room, shut the door. And I was like, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> and, but, 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 but it was just, it was so, so I appreciate what you're doing because parents, some may, they may, some may know what they're doing, but some may not. I, I think with, with you, it's easy for the parents to like, if I was to drop a child off, knowing your history, what's going on with your, with your, with your gym, knowing the history, and I'm dropping my child off to be a better athlete. How easy is it to walk away? It'd be like if you dropped your child off to Charles Glass to go be a bodybuilder. You'd be like this. All right, All right bye. Yeah. It would not bother you because you're like, oh, you're going to learn the right way. Yeah, I'm Charles out. I don't, is amazing. I don't need to hover. It's cool. Tell me about your day later. We'll have the conversation on the way home eating ice cream. Absolutely. Yeah, can, can I breach a conversation that Steve and I've had many a times? And what about chemicals? What's what What's it like out there? Or what's it like when you're trying to get the most out of a young athlete where you know that chemicals are out there, they're easy to get. That's why I appreciate Steve. Steve said, hey, let me help you get the most out of what you've got because if we can do that, the next step, should they turn to it, which is chemicals, because I still believe this, I believe everybody at the world level is taking a PED. And I'll go toe-to-toe with anybody out there, I just know, it's just something that every athlete has to cross Absolutely. personally. So what do you see out there with chemicals? Do you see people coming to you with chemicals? And you know, how, how do you deal with it? I'm not saying you gotta you know, rat everybody out. No. But no. I mean, it, it's, it's probably what I would say, it's probably, Steve, you know, we and I have talked honestly about it, it's probably the taboo subject anytime you get athletes together. It, it's the, you, I'll, I'll, I'll help you out here. Thank I, you, Steve. I have something to It's up, the yeah. parent who has decided Expectation. that on. their child is better than what they truly are, and Ooh. the parent is now the one chemically doing their child, not the Living child. Living their life through the child. Oh, it, it, when we were in high school, I was in high school, kids would drive down to TJ and take it. It's gone from the kids going to TJ to take it to the parents giving it to their child because they want their child to go to the next level and you're only setting your child back because the next level there's testing. (laughs) Bingo. So you just hit it on the head. You have to discourage it because it kills their confidence when they're off of it. Yeah, well. And I've just seen too many guys go to the next level and they're nothing without it. Because they just, I mean, it's such a big part of their performance. And so- I I can name so many names that that experience that that, that wall. Mm Mm-hmm experience the wall the, the, especially the the double a you hit that double a program it's not not the double two a where you got the where nobody's coming around but you're trying to get your child into a major program and you're enhancing your child 
the first thing that coach is going to tell him to do is drop your pants. Let me see the needles. And yeah, your child's coming home and he's going to be crushed. Yeah. Yep. yep. We, we, you know, you know, um, we are living in a performance era. I mean, we see it all the time. I mean, I, you know, I saw it creep into my daughter's sport of tennis, you know, and a couple of um, her friends got, you know, pop for heart medication you know, which, you know, is interesting because I'm on heart medication now. And, you know, I, I, I don't get it, but I'm not taking the one that would probably help me. Mm-hmm. I've took a lot of stuff that's medically and veterinary and approved, but they were never for gaining muscle. Right. They don't make that for gaining muscle, right? I mean, it's just like, hello. And um, and so, but it is, it's a, it's a tough conversation. And, I, and I've, I've shared my anabolic abuse, you know, at stage four kidney disease. So, I mean, it's like, it, it, there, there's, it, it's, for me, it's people wanting the shortcut. Yes. Whether it be a parent or an athlete, and there are no shortcuts. Yes. And, 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 I, and I love it when people like Steve are out there to encourage him because people are going to look at Steve and have influence. They're going to look at you, and they're going to see you, and they're going to see the results you have. And, and it's encouraging to know that there's people guiding um, um, people, adults and youth, in another direction. I don't compromise in the in in what we just spoke about with it killing their confidence. By the same token, I played junior college football. There is no testing. It is the wild west, you know. And so, it's an interesting dichotomy because I'm also of the mind that you know, and I'm just going to keep it really real with you guys. If everyone else is cheating, yeah, don't be the guy that's not. You yeah. know, I tell that well, to I a lot. All, of I think we're all on the edge. You have. I to really be. are. Well, I mean, I, I trust Steve with my life, literally, because I'm working with him and he's given me some uh, product that's new and it's working. I've told you that. Yes. You know, and um, I love it. And it's not illegal, and it's, but it's edgy. Yeah. And, 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 and I think it's okay to be edgy because we're going to be edgy. I mean, you know, I mean, caffeine's performance enhancing. Yeah, you know? The IMBA's list is that's a book. Double the double A. The, it, wow, yeah, the double A. Um, I had a young lady that um, she got a one year suspension from the U.S. Li- lifting. She was on the U.S. lifting team, and it was because of a pre workout, mm-hmm. a simple pre workout. He was a Florida State quarterback a couple years ago. He was a five star recruit, and um, he was set to start, and he ended up. Lord knows what he got popped for, right? But he got whatever it was was over the counter. And he lost his scholarship. And I would just hate for one of my kids. Can you imagine? Well, you what, know what I mean? You got to be so careful. What if you ran across the original case of age, um, um, Orange? Well, and, that, or, and that's what it comes down to. Is I mean, what, you would be popped. I mean, because it, it, it actually had. When I, I have people tenor. come in all the time that are, that, that they talk to me and I'm like, I, as much as I want to give you this product. Right. You have to go and talk to your board and find out Absolutely. what is on the testing because the the, I know the book, it looks like this. <laughs> and these ingredients, when you read one ingredient, it looks like this because there's that many words. So you have to figure out which one of those words come back to that trace ingredient that's going to be banned. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you, you know better than anybody that safer sport list of like, you know, acceptable supplements is so small. Very. It is so small. And so, you know, um, the kids have to do their own homework. I think Steve's doing the Lord's work, being honest with people. Yeah, you know. Well, you know, there again, I worked with a lot of professional athletes on tests, beating tests, and Lord, I mean, you know, I was, I, you know, I knew how. I mean, I beat tests, 
<laughs> I mean, it's like, okay. And I wasn't natural, you know, except for the 87 national, which I did GH and that's growth hormone, but I didn't do any anabolics. So I was proud of myself for then being as natural as possible, but that doesn't cut it. I, I there again, I, I, I it's, it, it's what I did and I'm paying for it. So, so, so I love what you do. Uh, you know, I, I want to hijack the, the conversation, where, the direction we're going. So in your gym, you know, Mongo lift weight, Mongo lift weight. <laughs> Explain to the audience what differentiates your style of training because most mm-hmm. people out there just know Mongo lift weight. Explain how you create explosive, stronger, faster athletes without picking up the rock and putting it up and down yeah. over and over and over again. Great question. So it all comes back to physics, the immutable laws of the world, man. You cannot cheat physics. And if you want to overcome, I mean, if you want to be fast, the speed kills. Every kid comes to me wanting to jump higher, run faster. It has to start with producing more force. It has to. If you can't produce force through the ground, you will not be able to jump. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, we're not trying to make power lifters. We, we, our system is concurrent. So we're lifting heavy. We're also lifting fast. And they complement each other. You have to address both ends of the force velocity spectrum. But, I mean, we're, the, the demographic we're dealing with, junior high and uh, high school, you know, uh, athletes, these are volleyball players, football, baseball. Man, you look at it, the typical baseball team running around Kern, Kern County, they're a bunch, they can't fill out those pants. You know what I mean? Those kids got to get strong to hit bombs. You know what I mean? And so, ultimately, we do it in an intelligent way that's going to leave them fresh for practice and, uh, and playing well on Friday nights, whatever the case may be. But we do, we, we, we're not afraid to make our kids strong. I, I said it earlier, we don't handhold our kids. Mm-hmm. They're resilient. They, mm-hmm. they can bounce back from getting hit by a bus. Now we have to do it responsibly. Um, but I mean, it's, it's a lot more than your typical three by 10 program they would find on bodybuilding.com or in their own high school weight room. Um, you know, we're really surfing the curve in that we're lifting heavy, we're lifting fast, we're, we're sprinting fast, we're throwing intermediate velocities, and ultimately, you know, we want to build a robust athlete that is capable of handling any tasks thrown their way because sports are chaotic and weak things break. So I want to make sure that these kids, you know, I think it's way more dangerous to be weak yes. than to be strong. And so I want to make my kids strong and resilient. And wouldn't you know it, the stronger they get, the faster they get to a point. It's amazing how that works, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Until they don't. And then we have to switch our focus to rate of force development and actually tapping into that strength quickly. Because, you know, if you make a power lifter, there's a reason why power lifters don't run very fast. Bulky doesn't, bulky's not aerodynamic. (laughs) That's right. That's right. But I mean, you know. (laughs) Where do you come up with these things, Steve? I love that. Right. I love it. It's so true. Fat doesn't fly. You no. need muscle to, to move. Yes. You know, and so. Yes, you go from being a running back to a pulling guard. Muscle matters. It does matter. <laughs> it, and you know what I, what I love about it? Because we, we all, we've all been bit by the iron bug. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and, and as, as we do that, I mean, there's things that, you know, even with kids, does a, 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 does a parent or a kid ever come to you and say, this is what I want to do? And you have to give some advice. Like, maybe you should switch a sport, you know? You know, and, and, and um, yeah, how do you go about that? I mean, if you're a parent out there, we all love our kids, but you know, you know, the best thing my daughter ever was, and I've told you, Blake, was that she got cut from the volleyball team because she picked up a tennis racket, right? And, and went to college, got a master's, and you know, taught uh, coach co- college and private and high school tennis. And uh, you know, it, I mean, but the best thing that ever happened is she got cut, yeah. 
and cutting is the worst way to be told this isn't your sport. Man. So how, how do you get ahead of that curve? That is such a great question. I love that you asked that too, because this is my soapbox, man. Okay, so when you just when you zoom out from the way the United States does things elsewhere in the world, some of the best Olympic programs have a filtration system for genetics. We were talking about genetics earlier, right? So they put these athletes at a young age, like age six, in the most like um, versatile sporting endeavors. These being gymnastics and wrestling. From there, this is what the Soviets did for decades, years. and they were destroying us and everything, was they followed the rule of three. Every three years, they would start filtering them into buckets of uh, uh, athletic qualities, saying, hey, you showed in gymnastics a predisposition for this kind of trait or whatever, right? This ability that's rare or you know fits into this sport. And they just started segregating them, kind of fanning out into all these sports until by age 16, you're either a professional and not in uh, uh, globally ranked, where you're out of the sport altogether. America is the only is, to my knowledge, the only nation that allows kids to specialize in something like baseball since age four, regardless of what they're good at, and just push them on year-round baseball until they're 18 and burn out. Uh, yep. You know, it, it's it's wild. It's, now, this is a hard conversation to have with parents, though. Because what, what are you going to do? Tell them that all their years of club practice and everything and all the money they've thrown, like, just is, is worth nothing? I can tell you how it happens. Come on, Your man. child runs out of the gym crying. And you're looking around like, what happened? The coach comes over and goes, hey, she didn't make team. That's so what she, needs, she, needs, she needs more volleyball. <laughs> you know? <it's> like, <laughs> <laughs> and I, it just, uh, that's personal experience. Yeah. So it, I, I'm a huge proponent of multi-sport athletes. I mean, if you just look at the way the recruiting space is going, they don't, the, the best football coaches in the nation do not recruit single sport athletes. Mm. Nick Saban does not recruit solely football players. There's a reason for that. Urban Meyer doesn't, none of those guys do. And so like success leaves clues. You want to do what they're recruiting, but by the same token, um, you know, if you want your athlete to have a robust skill set and be able to move in all those directions and have all those skills and abilities, they need to play other sports. And along the way, you might figure out the one they were, supposed to be to play from the beginning you know i so fell in that trap you answered that question i was going to answer <laughs> I, I, I well so, so 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 now tell us how you deal with coaches that want to call you and tell you how to work with their athlete does that ever happen no okay it doesn't um how do you avoid and that I, and i wish it did so i usually initiate that conversation i got you here's the problem uh many not all we, we have great relationships with a lot of local coaches in town. But especially, I, I, wouldn't even, I wouldn't even narrow it down to a specific sport. Let's face it, we're dealing with alphas. They're head coaches of their respective programs for a reason. They're probably good at what they do. And naturally, a lot of them really love the control aspect. And not only that, even the ones with the best intentions still want to keep their, all their athletes in the same room doing the same thing for the in the name of mental toughness or team building. Yeah. That doesn't always mean it's the best thing for their kids. Right. So we've got some high schools in town that are just glorified puke fests. They literally just want to make their kids vomit every day, which is not great for athletic development. True. Any, any idiot can make any idiot tired. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, uh, ultimately I, I come from the, the standpoint that, Hey, we're all in this for the same reason. I want these kids to get amazing opportunities opened up to them. Because that was my experience, right? Looking elsewhere for extra work helped me get to places I would have never been able to without mm -hmm. it. Um, 
And ultimately, if we're really putting the kids' best interest in mind, I think we need to work together. You know, oh, what I, mean? I, oh I agree there. We have to compliment each other. The, the coach that's coaching them on the field has to know what's going on in the weight room, and the weight room coach has to know what's going on in the field. And that's why you go to their games. You have to. To see yes. them perform. Well, that, 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 you, yeah. That, that, you that's get why you go to the meets. Absolutely. Look them in the eye and shake their hands. Mm-hmm. Ah. There can't be a disconnect, especially if you're talking about winning more games and better performances. You can't thrash a kid in one setting and expect them to do well in the other. There has to be balance. They have to coincide. And it's it becomes very tough when you've got guys that, you know, they just do do it this way because that's how they did it when they were playing high school 40 years ago. Right? Oh, uh, yeah. I, I always say it like this. I like it when you said that they're alphas. Cause I don't tough. remember where this came from, uh, but it's this common thing. It's like, okay. Uh, you learned how to cook from your mother. She learned how to cook from her mother. Uh, your grandmother learned how to cook from her mother. Okay. Now you're a cook. Your great, great grandmother was a terrible cook. So what does that make you? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So when we're talking about strength conditioning at the high school level, especially here, because the current high does not uh, pay to have strength and conditioning professor professionals on campus. When I was down in Mission Viejo, they all do. That's why they win a lot of games. Yes, they do. You know, um, that's one of the reasons. Um, but I mean, there's such a disconnect between those two worlds. I think it's my responsibility and our coaches' responsibilities to really plug into these campuses, get on campus, go to their games, go shake hands with these people, show them that you actually care. You're not trying. You don't want to be in a power struggle for these kids. You're not trying to steal time. their athlete. Yeah, it's not. It's not our interest. I want them to win games. Yeah, and you want them to play well for the coach. One hundred. Because you want to sit in the stand and go, you know. Like you want to sit there and watch them yes. pull off the floor yes. more weight than they've ever pulled before. You know, it, a lot of the time, and this is, this is one of the patterns I picked up on, a lot of the time those same coaches that are control freaks over their kids are the same ones that don't win a lot of games, and they're the same ones that um, – um, I just talk about ADHD. I just lost my train of thought. That's okay. On no, air. You, you, what, but they're, you, you were they're, right. They, they're, they're unsuccessful in other areas. Yes. You know? They're, 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 they've failed at something, and they're taking that failure at whatever they failed at, and they're breathing it on the children. I'll, I'll finish I, the I, sentence I, for I, you. I, I love, you. I love yeah. your analogy of your great-grandmother, <laughs> or great-great-grandmother. <laughs> yeah, that is cool. Well, uh, Steve, uh, uh, why don't you have last comments? And no, you finish up, and then, Blake, you got the last comments. Sure. I like what you're doing. I like the things you say. I like how you say you shake the hands. I like that you have a principle in place to separate the parent who brings their kid to make him an athlete from the kid who wants to be the athlete. I think that's mm -hmm. a huge differential. You've got the parent who wants to be an athlete, but their kid doesn't want to be an athlete versus the kid who wants to be the athlete. It makes a big difference. And you have something in place to, to set that up, and you have set a standard where the kids that are coming know, I've got to fit through that door. Yes. There's no if, ands, or but. So if he tells me left, it's left. I don't get to ask the question. I don't get to go right. They understand practice, which is one of the things that separates the successful from the non-successful. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit more. It Wrap comes back to the oh, – go, go Yeah, it's your time. Wrap it up. It goes back to those three principles, man. Um, attitude, effort, and consistency. I cannot expect any more from my kids. I can't expect them to do things that are out of their control. And at the same, by the same token, one of those messages that we preach to our kids is only care about the things you have control over. But the rest is white noise. You got to be able to block it out. But you know, I'm this is a John Woodenism. I'm a huge fan of John Wooden. I am too. He defines success by the effort you put in. If you did the best you possibly could. 
then that is success. No matter if you got a college scholarship or you won the Valley Championship or whatever the, the end result was, the accolades given, if you did the best you could, that's all that matters. And you can rest assured the rest of your life knowing that, like, you're not that guy living in the yearbook saying, well, when I played high school, you know, yeah. I had a dad come in uh, with his son last week and he, he um, uh, he goes, well, if you were around in the nineties, you would know who I was, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> probably didn't accomplish much. Or, you know, you probably left something on the table or she wouldn't be talking about it. Yeah. I don't want my kids to be like that. I Amen. want them to control what they have control over, build amazing habits that'll carry with them. Whether they get to be a professional athlete or not, I know they're going to be a great husband, father, uh, uh, brother, son, you know, and, and hopefully carry that on with the rest of their lives. Yeah, well, well, I, I love the thoughts that we always do. And I have a, uh, I have a, um, uh, a, uh, reel and a TikTok that I do called, um, morning pump. And when I, uh, and the basis is, um, first Thessalonians five twenty three, mind, body, spirit, because they all go together. Yes. They all go together. And I love that. We've got, we've got somebody who trains kids with that philosophy. And I've got somebody that I know that helps provide the right nutritional substance into people's body with that same focus. I, I can't let him go without pulling his pant leg up. You guys, that's up to you. Ah, yeah, no, no, he was. There she uh, is. All right. There she is. No, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm okay now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Straight from Texas. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> I used to have a herd. <laughs> so the herd ran off. Hey, we're so glad you joined in Muscle Matters because muscles do matter. Hey, catch uh, Blake on Lunch Break and Ministry Matters. Great show. Blake, it is so good to have you in my life. Love it. Like, I have Steve well. in my life. I, you, too. you know, hey, I, uh, I feel fortunate to be able to do this and uh, want to thank uh, um, MLH Productions and 511 Media Group because we believe in faith, family, and freedom. We, f we find it in Christ. If you can find it someplace else, hey, power to you, but uh, make sure you those three things are a substance in your life. God bless.